had a volatile market in both stocks and commodities this year. And to help us break down the market action for 2021, let's bring in Ben Lichtenstein, the host of Future Show here on the TD Ameritrade Network, and Caroline Woods, a contributor on the network. Ben, I'm going to go to you first. Oil has been the leader so far this year. The uh, sector's up over 45% this year uh, as far as S&P 500 companies. But crude oil's up 45% this year as well. It's off its $85 highs that we saw earlier this year. But what's your takeaway here in the moves in crude? Because a lot of the inflationary pressures that we've seen so far in 2021 are due to rising energy costs. Big time. Hey, uh, Tom. Hey, Caroline. Good to be with you guys to look back at the year of 2021 and ahead to 2022. You know, Tom, you really hit the nail on the head in terms of some of the price activity we saw this year in crude oil. I think it was a reflection of investor sentiment, their ability to kind of shrug off some of the unknowns and COVID concerns and really focus on the positive. We saw crude begin the year in the mid $40 handle, rallied all the way up. Well, there you can see to 85. It almost doubled in price. And well, then we saw some production increases from OPEC, some demand concerns tied to that more specific Omicron variant. That slowed some of the move up that started back in May. Uh, again, Omicron sent prices towards the end of the year from 85 down to 65. Now, some of that weakness that we saw in the second half of the year was tied to dollar strength, but Tom, uh, crude oil prices to the upside fed into the inflation concerns directly. Natural gas prices also. I mean, it was the energy quadrant in general. Multiple Sunday nights, I can remember going to sleep, waking up Monday morning, seeing crude prices higher, bond prices lower. So rates, yields in the U.S. spiking. We saw uh, a lot of interesting developments. That colonial uh, pipeline cyber attack, if you remember earlier this year, that sent prices higher temporarily, uh, contributed to the bid we'd been seeing the Suez Canal blockage, which sparked some of those supply chain constraints. We saw the deep freeze in Texas that caused power outages and uh, ultimately infrastructure spending. I mean, factor in some hurricanes, infrastructure spending. It was a big year for energy markets, to say the least, in the new year. Guys, I think you got to be focused on Omicron headlines. You need to be focused on OPEC and the U.S. dollar. Yeah, definitely uh, some additional volatility coming down the way, uh, down the pipeline, no pun intended, here for crude oil into 2022. But Caroline, if you take a look at the equity market as a whole, all 11 of the S&P 500 sectors were up double-digit percentages this past year, led by energy, which we mentioned popped over 45% for the year. Real estate gained over 30%. What's your takeaway from the moves in the specific sectors? Because we did have some laggards, uh, but if you equate that to the overall equity market, we've had some solid gains. That's right. We have energy and real estate at the top and utilities at the bottom, but even utilities gaining 11% for the year. So still double digit gains, not a single sector in the red. In terms of what the takeaway is, at least for energy, I'd say safe to say that the tumultuous times of 2020 fell by the wayside for energy, despite the recent pullback that we've seen in energy and uh, oil prices and energy stocks, it's the best performing S&P 500 sector driven by the reopening of economies and subsequent demand for oil. Analysts even believe it has more room to run. Why? Because we haven't finished this reopening story yet, and it should continue to benefit from strong consumer spending and continued economic growth. Even with COVID running rampant and Omicron cases skyrocketing, especially here in New York City, we're not expected to have any mass 
shutdowns either. Europe is having some, but uh, here in the U.S., we're not expected to have any big uh, major lockdowns, so that shouldn't impact oil like it did back in 2020. Real estate coming in as number two, no surprise there. Even if you didn't track the markets, I think you would guess what sectors performed best. Everyone has been talking about higher gas prices and hot home prices this year. Obviously, the pandemic ignited this home buying frenzy, pair it with low mortgage rates and shifting work dynamics, add in low inventory, inventories, and you get this hot housing market with even hotter prices. Zillow predicting prices will rise 11% over the next 12 months. So uh, slower pace of growth, but still higher nonetheless. Good news if you're selling, not if you're buying. So we'll see how rising mortgage rates impact the sector as we move forward and impact affordability, although rent prices are supposed to be rising as well. Also, supply chains aren't a thing of the past. So uh, we'll still be dealing with that when it comes to new home construction or home remodeling. So there's definitely some uncertainty and un some unpredictability as we look ahead. But energy, real estate, you can see financials, technology, all winners this year. Yeah, and that's pretty surprising. If you look at the interest rates and a lot of times the financials follow that 10-year yield, Initially, we started off uh, in rally mode as far as yields go, which put a lift into financials, but it's, pretty, it's still pretty surprising with the 10-year yield falling into the end of 2021 that we're still seeing solid gains out of some of those financial companies, up 30% as a sector. But Ben, if you look at that, uh, that yield market and the treasury market, the demand for treasuries into the end of the year has been pretty robust due to maybe some uh, risk off taking. But now expectations are that, hey, the Fed taper is gone, the training wheels are off, and then we're gonna start seeing some rate hikes, hikes into 2022. What does that uh, tell you as far as what you look at when you look at the 10-year yield and still remains at uh, low levels despite the inflationary pressures we've had? Yeah, relatively range bound to say the least, Tom, and especially uh, when you consider that hawkish tone, the shift from the Fed towards the end of the year that we saw for the most part throughout the year, there had been a lot of uh, reference to the word transitory. And while we did see, as mentioned before, crude oil prices, which had been on the rise, kind of feeding into that inflation fears and some of those concerns that are going to send rates higher, Treasury futures to the downside. Ultimately, um, you know, I think the Fed's transparency and their ability to kind of walk a fine line, um, uh, establish a taper timeline, but yet uh, ease investors' concerns in terms of what that would mean as far as rate hikes, because that's really what we're talking about here is uh, ultimately not so much if, but when. Uh, rates do, as you can see, remain very much range-bound. You're looking at the 10-year yield going into the end of the year around 1.5%. Uh, uh, the Fed's transparency, a big part of that, but also investors really avoid vote and confidence in uh, the Fed's ability to navigate these murky waters. I mentioned crude prices. Some of the concerns headed into 2022 will certainly be energy prices as they tie into that inflation narrative. Uh, the U.S. should be watched very closely relative to the recovery versus other countries. We recently saw the Bank of England raising rates, Canada becoming a bit more hawkish with the Fed. So Powell's tone is going to be key. But as you, uh, again, sort of watch some of the economic data, keep an eye on wages and keep an eye on the U.S. dollar. It hasn't really been tied too closely to some of the movements we've been seeing in rates. While rates have been very much range bound, we've seen the dollar accelerate to the upside into the end of the year for the most part. But I think, Tom, the the real question here is, as Caroline was talking about, in terms of housing and some of the uncertainty and uh, it being unprecedented, I mean, 
that isn't going to go away. It's not going to disappear in the near future. So do higher rates create headwinds for some of the trends we've been seeing, housing being one of those, the strength uh, that we've seen there in terms of um, uh, prices and demand for uh, units. But ultimately, does this create headwinds for trends like the indices to the upside? Does a strong U.S. dollar uh, start to slow some of the momentum into the new year? These are all factors to consider. And when you have rates on the rise and a hawkish Fed and uh, some of the verbiage that we've heard from Fed Chair Jerome Powell into the end of the year, these are serious consider considerations to be had. Yeah, and uh, Caroline, uh, Ben mentioned that uh, what effect this will have on the equity market moving into 2022 uh, as far as the rates go. Will uh, financials follow? Will it cap gains in the tech space, right? Rising rates typically will have that negative effect on some of those growth names in there. What are you looking or what are you focused on for next year as far as sector by sector? Well, you hit on some of it, but I'm actually hesitant to say because I remember starting 2020 saying we're going to be focused on the trade war. It's all about the trade war. And then, boom, COVID happened. And I don't think I've talked about it since. So if you twist my arm, yes, very much focused on the Fed like Ben. It's an inflation fighting mode now ending or accelerating the end of tapering, paving the way for three rate hikes. So we'll be interesting to see how that impacts bank stocks. They should be beneficiaries. But like you said, big tech, more sensitive to uh, higher rates because their valuations are based on future growth. So definitely keeping an eye on, on tech. But I will say the more and more people that I talk to, it seems like stock picking is going to be a key theme in 2022 versus just focusing on big tech growth stocks or the value play or the, the sectors that benefit from the reopening, like the financials or energy. So it seems like it's very, given current valuations and how far we've already run, it's going to become more of a stock picker's market from what I hear and not so much overall sectors performing. Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely going to be a theme going into next year. Uh, as rates start to rise, we'll go ahead and wait on that. But thank you guys so much for uh, joining me today. Give me the rundown on not only crude oil, but the equity markets in general. That's Ben Lichtenstein, the host of Futures, and also Caroline Woods, a contributor on the TD Ameritrade Network.